No changes are given. And this is the No Change Given podcast with me, Sophia Herod. So I have Monique here on the podcast today. Hello, Monique. How are you doing? Hello. Very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And tell us about yourself. So Monique Hodgson, tell us who you are, CEO, founder of Mumble Forum, which we're going to talk more about. But tell us all about you and how you describe yourself. <laughs> well, that is a big question. I think because we all wear many hats, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good question. But I would say I describe myself as a social entrepreneur, an expat and a mom. And as the founder of Mumble Forum, a little bit of a community uh, content creator. Um, yeah, so absolutely love um, the realm where we move, which is empowering women. Um, and I'm an advocate for women's rights, which I can explain later how it all happened. Um, but this fascination I have of meeting new people constantly and connecting the dots, I think it's probably a little bit linked with the fact that I'm an expat myself and I have this hunger for meeting new people constantly, which probably plays a big role in community building and, and networking. <laughs> so what, when did you move to the UK? So I moved to the UK in 2011. If I'm sure before that I was uh, in Milan. So my my trade mainly is I'm a brand strategist. I studied fashion business in Milan. So I always describe myself born in Panama, made in Milan and based in London because to me Milan played a massive role in my and what I wanted to do, which is um, I started as a brand strategist. I am a storyteller and it started with the world of fashion. And I fell a little bit out of love with fashion, but I was very much in love of storytelling and finding ways and how to, you know, create this intangible value in things. Um, so I moved to London, started working for the Embassy of Panama trying doing a little bit of country branding enter the world of uh, politics and diplomacy and uh, found myself a few laters down the line becoming a mother so all of this world of motherhood was pretty you know enormous for me and I felt quite <laughs> lost in in the world of motherhood myself um so I basically decided that this needed to be rebranded because it didn't really make me feel power it made me feel a bit powerless you know people oh you're just a mom oh is this what you do now and I'm like no it's actually a full-time job thank you very much Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> women feel that way don't we I feel that there's a, a shift at the moment in mindset and what women can do and what women are you know not really wanting to choose and I think that's the path I found myself and, and where we are today yeah yeah so let's delve back into that as well because obviously if you don't mind opening up a little bit about that journey and becoming a mother and how you felt at the time and how it influenced your current career path uh, because for me as well I, I became a mother at 22 years old and none of my friends were having babies I did feel sort of like I was quite alone I mean I had three sisters um, so you know I had a really good support network around me and my mum I was just in this little bubble and we just had the most incredible time looking after our newborn baby, my husband and I, uh, while everyone else was out there doing what normal 20 year olds do, going out clubbing and basically just doing something completely different to what I was. But then sort of when I started to come out of that bubble in after COVID, actually, funnily enough, so I've got three children since then, uh, I started going out and I thought, oh, hang on, I don't really know who I am anymore. Like, am I this the last time I went out, I was 21 years old. So it's a completely different time to what. Yeah. And you know? it's something you said there quite powerful, I think, is that it's quite a shifting, you know, becoming a mother. There's the word becoming there. You know, it's a complete new phase in your life that that you experience. And everybody always, when you're pregnant, talks about you, 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 your pregnancy and the minute you're, the baby is born, there's a massive shift where, you know, the whole attention goes to the baby. And you do kind of wonder sometimes, like, who you are, really. Um, and there's a thing uh, that I came across called the matrescence. And matrescence, effectively, there's a link between, uh, there's a study uh, that it was found how matrescence is the version of adolescence, but of somebody becoming 
a mother. And this is a study that uh, is, um, I'll find you the link, it's fascinating, but it's a psychologist effectively. She said, we need to study motherhood post-birth more as if we were to, you know, as adolescents, you go through hormonal changes, your body changes exactly the same as adolescents, you go through emotional changes, and it's very little known. So therefore, a lot of women end up in situations where they almost, you know, lose themselves, there's a lot of link to postnatal depression, etc, etc. But I think what really, to me, what really brought me back to life was the fact that I, for me, I needed a purpose, obviously, our children gives it enormous happiness, but there was something I needed to use the full potential of my brain so I could feel fully um, alive. And also I felt um, I wanted to show them what it could be, the fact that you can have it all. And I think there's a little bit of that in our generation, isn't it? Where you probably being a young mom, that there's just this sort of need of um, wanting to do it all and feeling like motherhood is just a part of it, but it shouldn't be the end, right? absolutely part of who you are <laughs> and this is uh, the whole ethos of how it kind of started in a way uh mumble forum um it was it was that it was trying to find it was finding women really like me that were a little bit in that both world situation where you wanted to be a mother you wanted you know to do the best for your children but you also kind of wanted to do your own thing and your work and your career and there's always that talk of war if you <laughs> of your own you know feeling oh my being selfish just for wanting this but no absolutely not um you know the more I hear about the concept of you cannot fill in a cup if your cup is empty you know so you have to feel yourself the best possible version of yourself so you can actually be the best uh, possible parent and I think that's the one ethos been guiding me and pushing all that guilt in as a way because I, I feel I'm, I'm being a better parent because I am feeling whole and uh and that's all about um mom before I really had originally wanted to to create it was this sense of telling stories of successful women balancing both running a business raising a family and wanting to make a difference and not having to choose or uh apologize for being a mother effectively <laughs> I 100% agree because there is this sense sort of that the older generation they only focused on once you're a mother that that's it then you know it's their life not your life and not all obviously um older generations but often that's the case but so we grew up sort of watching that but now we want our children to grow up watching no when you become a mother you're going to be able to continue to work you're like you and so inspiring being able to create a, a business from scratch that helps bring women together because we need that as women as well don't we we're very good at building our own communities but in our busy lives it's so much harder to do that now we lost the village somewhere along the way you know <laughs> there, there is that quote for a reason it takes a village there is a family you know yeah. if you look back in human civilization and humankind we you know we come from the concept of tribe from the concept of group and there was like a whole lot of people around growing human beings and the more I think you know we advance in society we almost become more and more like little islands and there has never been a time where motherhood's been hardened than ever before because even though in the past women perhaps had less choice they probably have less to worry about as well because it is quite hard wanting to be a parent and also having this um possibilities of wanting to also do your own career and the juggle is real. So mm -hmm. the tribe is essential. Mm -hmm. I think having people around you that empower you, remind you, it is hard, but keep going. You're nearly there. It's so important. And I think to me, that's been the definition of getting from point A to point B is surrounding myself with these women. Um, but also giving these women tools, um, you know, connecting them with experts, coming together, doing charity work. So there's like this whole, you know, um, feeling good, getting the right <laughs> knowledge to actually achieving this and that, what really um, unites us and therefore creates this uh, whole community, which today, you know, we're really proud of how how, uh, how far we've come four years down the line. So, yeah. Let's go straight into how you took that journey into Mumble Forum. So your first steps from thinking, I need to do something to bring women together. 
That's a good question. I think it's a question almost of um, that I get asked all the time, like, how do you start a community? Like, where do you start? It's it's actually a really good question. For me, it was, um, uh, I felt I needed to start with the idea. So I wrote down a vision and a mission statement, what we wanted Mumble to be. Effectively, we, as I was already one person, but I was always thinking as a we. So that's really powerful. Um, so I wrote uh, what we wanted Mumble to be. I created a logo. We created a website. And I feel that like countries, you need to unite behind a symbol. You need to unite behind something, uh, something that represents you that people therefore can identify with when they read it, it resonates. So that sort of immediate le- level of uh, physicality shall we say, of reading something that resonates, therefore touches your soul and immediately draws you to it, I think it's possibly step one. Mumble itself, actually, my husband came up with the idea of the name. Mumble means, you know, when you're mumbling, like you say a lot, but you don't say much. Like you, And it was almost like a pond because it was about women that say a lot, but it's actually obviously meaningful. And so uh, the mumble was was created, you know, women who mumble, um, you know, women who are in a in a career path, which is somewhere inspiring or reaching something or there's something clearly that they're mumbling about <laughs> that needs to be listened to. But again, we're like trying to change the way that people perceive mumbling into um, into something. Yeah. Um, and step two, it would be obviously following through your mission and vision which is you know okay i want to unite women empower women or whatever it is that you want to do um then then find the steps how you want to reach that uh, for us we always knew we wanted to go into event hosting and and for me i wanted to start with philanthropy i felt um the need to do, be doing philanthropy at that point in my life i might give you another anecdote story actually rewinding um I think I was a period in my life I was I was feeling a bit like a little bit lost don't know what to do right before creating mumble feeling this motherhood loss but I want to get my you know my teeth into a project and I remember I had a a life coach and they, they told me the simplest of exercise she said why don't you do like write in a circle the main things about your life it's called the circle of life so you write you, you write career, zero to ten. You write relationship, zero to ten. The same thing on and on about the, let's say, different aspects about your life. And one of those for me, I wrote philanthropy, you know, where, where do I stand in there? How how much good am I am I giving? So, you know, I realized uh, after looking at my life in a way in numbers or percentages, I felt, oh, I need to work in this area. I can work in this area. And how can I make this? That is a six closer to a ten. So um, I came up. Okay, let's let's do a charity gala, <laughs> and uh, that kept me busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, created a little committee, and uh, that's how it all started. Two weeks before the pandemic, by the way. So nice. we probably we probably spread it. <laughs> um, we obviously nobody had any idea what was going to happen. To be honest, two weeks before lockdown, um, we we got away with our one hundred and fifty people in one room sort of event and then doors were shut <laughs> super so, spreaders there you go we started event business and then you know covid happens brilliant well it was obviously <laughs> meant to be because it happened in the right time <laughs> just the right yeah, time just like you said everything might happen in a way for a reason if it's meant to be because for us what happened was covid really highlighted the need for this tribe we were talking about the need for for community effectively and you know, we were having requests from women like, can you please bring again your expert or can you put together again some of your amazing speakers? That, that was really inspirational. So, you know, we started uh, reluctantly in a way, like hosting online events, um, Zoom calls with like, you know, 50, 60 women with a glass of wine, like, okay, <laughs> just having almost like a support network or um we would invite a psychologist, we would invite a coach, we would invite incredible inspirational people from authors uh, in all different topics. And we kind of got through together um, one of the most difficult challenges, I think, for you know working mothers around the world to be stuck in your home yeah. with your children and your work all at the same time. I think uh, 
<laughs> Cheers to that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wish this was mine. <laughs> you had the right idea. <laughs> it's just water, I'm afraid. Next time. <laughs> Should we pause? No, just go now, Jake. Um, no, it is funny. Some of the memes that came out about the, you know, the, the BBC interview where the, um, there was an interview by the kids the reenactment of the mum doing it instead and she's got the you know she's breastfeeding or she's just juggling and not phased at all just keeps on going yes exactly <laughs> just keep a straight face and and in a way you know that really sums it up isn't it it's like yeah. you should start to wear you're like I'm at work mode I'm at work this is not happening behind me just forget whatever it's in the background yeah um, it's literally uh, the mode Probably everybody asks me, how do you actually juggle it all? And I think I go into that kind of zone. I kind of, you know, when I'm with my kids, I, I make sure like I put my phone away. I'm, I'm purely with them. When when I'm at work, I'm, I'm, you know, a little bit like super zoned into it. So I compartmentalize. I think that that's the key because otherwise oh, my head would be absolutely everywhere. Yeah. It still is. It still is. But, you know, <laughs> no, we but all- it must be harder when it's your own business. Because I find that, you know, obviously this podcast, I'm working for myself. So it's harder for me to switch off in the moments where you're with the children. When do you have that point? Do you have to kind of separate it and say, this is my working time and this is my home time? Like you were saying, just can't compartmentalize it. Do you want to hear the truth? You you don't actually ever do. (laughs) (laughs) But you can at least, um, you know, trick yourself in a way and put yourself uh like homework effectively okay from this time to this time I'm going to focus on this you know purposely and actively mm-hmm. and obviously what it happens to me a lot even when I'm with my kids I might suddenly have an idea for an interview and I'm like I want to write this down so you know it, it's okay to create you know to have these crossovers to me I tell everybody to stop chasing a, a balance because there is no such thing or you know try and separate it fully i try instead to chase um harmony and i think you know some moments will be higher some moments will be lower i kind of go with the flow and i allow myself to also not be perfect sometimes and and it's okay and it kind of teaches my kids in a way that you know imperfection is also welcome mm-hmm. and if anything is the best teacher so I keep failing but I'm sure I'll get it right <laughs> I mean yeah. I think you're doing I, pretty... I keep thinking of business when I shouldn't but you know one day I, I won't <laughs> but in How a way are your little ones um so I have five-year-old uh Mia and I have a nearly two-year-old Milo so See, this is amazing the whole so while you've had kids you've managed to juggle all of this and you're now in a position where your company has grown like you're a CEO of Mumble and found it and it's growing. So tell us about how it's growing as well now. So you're moving yeah. into different areas too. Yeah. So all right. So it started it started to events mainly. And um we really early on realized that what we really needed to provide was a little bit more specific uh, in the network. We we launched our members platform, which was more of a, a bit of a mentoring scheme. So we do mentoring, we do strategy, we help these women because what we identified, like you were saying, is that often our demographic, uh, working mothers, there's so many female founders with their own businesses and they wanted to access the network, they wanted to be interviewed, they wanted all these things. And so we created this membership for that and had like a year membership to provide all of these tools for these women, help them grow. And as, like I said, I'm a brand strategist, I help them also tell the story a little bit better. Um, And it it really works. And uh, the second phase, which is exciting news, we're launching our uh, app, very, very soon, our community app. So these women don't have to wait till the next event to connect with each other, but there could be always a constant uh, platform where they can connect with each other, where they can promote each other's businesses. And where I feel not just B2C, you know, business to customer, in, in that case, our members, but business to business, because we have also brands wanting to tap into our network, uh, wanting to, you know, really kind of pamper some of our members or really sell their products to our demographic, which is quite niche. I would say 
we have this sort of um, very independent women, uh, 30, between 30 and I would say early 50s, mm-hmm. um, you know, owning their own businesses. Also, some of them don't. Some of them work for companies, but they have all this big need to connect with like-minded women to keep sane effectively and to yes. feel inspired. I think we all have the need to feel inspired and you know that that's something that brings me the most joy to create content that inspires people and and I'm sure you probably get that right there's so much joy in that so much joy I think as I get older I realize how much it's important to do things that you feel will actually help other people otherwise there's almost no point is there really like when you're young you have these ambitions like oh I want to be I want to have my own business or you know, oh, I want to be a presenter, but you don't really think about why. But I think as you get older, you think, well, what's the purpose of that? And things like this forum and, um, you know, the app and just anything that's bringing people closer together and feeling them less alone um, is just massive, isn't it, really, I suppose? It must be so wonderful it, to see that come together. Yeah, but I think you've said something, actually, that, that did resonate a lot. I think the minute, the moment the... When I became a mother was the minute I actually realized the importance of building a legacy and the importance of kind of thinking outside of my own box. You know, world, like you said, isn't anymore just about me. There was our kids, there was, you know, their life, there was their future. And so you kind of, you know, become a whole other person that is a little bit more wide in the horizon and therefore the way you see your business is also less oriented into your own self or what you yourself alone thinks the customer needs and you become more empathetic and read better people so part of these um empowerment things we do um we're also doing by the way corporate programs and one of the things that i have found is um i talk for example to corporates and they tell me oh look we're losing talent we're losing our workers because they become mothers and then they decide not to come back um you know it's vital talent that we've trained and we're losing and I said well do you think you're supporting enough this talent do you think you're making them feel like they're valued in their virtues that they've acquired now that they're mothers um and I think there's a lack in in out there in in the world where people don't really appreciate mothers they almost the minute you become a mother there is this feeling of you've lost your talent you know, suddenly oh, for you, you know, there's no sense of, oh my gosh, what an important role you have and and what amazing skills you're going to get. So we're trying to shift that. We're trying to sort of really tell the latest studies that suggest that actually people that become parents become better. They're more empathetic. They're better at, at organizing teams. They're better at reading this body language in a way, reading the market. You're just almost a superhuman and but the world it makes you feel like you're not and so I the the problem is that the world makes you feel you're not and you believe it and therefore it is so we're trying to almost empower women and remind them you know what being a mother is one of the most important things you are raising the next generation you're a better employer a better employer because this and this and that and we try to remind the employer look you've got a much better employee than you ever thought so I think it's just trying to update a little bit the realities of what motherhood does for people and how really it should be about step up, not a step back. Yeah, you know. It's Do you know what I had? I did have actually quite a a difficult uh, experience um, when it comes to shift work because I sort of raised the question: How come I'm not getting as many shifts now? And it was said that it's because you're you're obviously you're a mother and. You don't have as much time. <laughs> you assume that, thanks, right? It's so patronizing in a way, isn't it's it? It's really like, patronizing. Why wouldn't you ask me, right? I make the time. I decide whether yes. I go back or not. You don't tell me, oh, I didn't offer it to you because I assume this is where the bias is making women lose opportunity because there's a bias out there where people are, are misjudging the situation and therefore passing on opportunities to someone else. Um and uh, and this is a big problem. We were, I was at a panel talk the other day and we were talking about, you know, the gender pay gap and everybody talks about the gender pay gap, how to tackle it. And, you know, the, the elephant in the room in the gender pay gap, to be honest, it's the panel, the, the parent penalty, which takes 
80% of the entire gender pay gap is due to parenting. It's due mm-hmm. to the fact that you're a mother. You know, you lose onto that promotion. You're, you get paid less. You are, are you need more flexibility. Therefore, it's considered you're le- working less. So to me, it was very interesting, COVID, actually, because it forced companies to do flexible working and just to make it work. And to their surprise, it's actually been absolutely amazing. And companies like Yahoo actually will never go back to their office because their their sales have rocketed. People really want to be grateful for the time they're given and they work harder. And I think people want to be trusted. They don't just need to be seated at an office nine to five to be doing their job. And I think that's sort of the mindset that needs to shift because that's the only way we can really balance keeping women at work and men <laughs> for that matter, um, that are parents, because it's, it's otherwise impossible. Um, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> what would you suggest to a woman who's in the workplace, who's struggling and feeling undervalued since becoming a mother? I would say find a support network. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, fire support network. Um, but most importantly, you know, it's don't don't be silenced by it. It's so many many companies nowadays are are having to put on the spotlight in terms of um what are your policies in terms of diversity inclusion and all of that also points out to the fact that you need to be flexible. You need to be accommodating for people's needs and parenting. It's one of those needs that just people don't see it as as a need uh, such as um, anything else you can think of, but it is a need to, to pay attention to that. So I would say, you know, speak up um, and be brave because a lot of people will just take it. They will just be silent and they would just kind of curb and just take it. And, and it happens for so long. And I think the key to feel a little more empowered is just to find that sort of community, to find resources and to really... Uh, be empowered and I would say go to my friend's website my bump pay because they're absolutely fantastic with actual tools that you can take you know legally or, or what are your rights because a lot of people don't even know their rights and um, when yeah. they're taking advantage of you know for maternity leaves for example and all of that so um, my bump pay which was founded by uh, my friend Toby she created this to simply leave out there the tools and so you can have access to and simply be empowered um because it can feel like a whole new world where you're just a new visitant and you don't know what's going on it truly is a bit scary um but when you have the support and you have people around you it does feel a little bit less scary and it's possible so yeah because yeah, there's such a thing in um it, it tends to be more women who struggle to ask for a pay rise. And I think things are changing now. I, I mean, you know, I've got a, a lovely group of friends from school and we were all talking about it and we were saying how we have to really big ourselves up to go and ask for these pay rises. It's just, it almost seems like we're fighting the system or fighting something that feels like it's against us, even though we've almost, there's nothing necessarily there, but it's like it's been drilled into us that we can't ask for more. But we should be asking for more, shouldn't we? I think one of the main things is to support each other to succeed. You know, when you see the way men behave at work, they they really, you know, men don't compete as much as women do. We have this this weird mentality where we think there's only a few places at the seat for women. So therefore, you know, we kind of don't really support each other. And often kind of we could be our own worst enemy. Um, so Very I always... True best ways really to move forward this you know equality is to you know support one another support your you know the sisterhood is the key and I think you know today for you I vowed for you tomorrow somebody else vowed for me but today I have to go you know and and think of the bigger picture and by that I mean you know simply it is a mindset change so when you go and you think about um, the scarcity mentality, which is about thinking there's only a few spaces, it's like the pie, you know, the pie is going to end quickly, get there, you know. But I think the way we have to think about it and the way it truly is, is like a candle, you know, I my fire will light your fire and that won't make me less, you know, and your fire then can light another one and it can go on and on and on. 
Um, and this is the way it needs to be to move forward. And this is the way it has been in the past. You know, women like Lefragette, women that were fighting for our rights, for us to even be here now, um, we're working together, we're supporting each other, we're sacrificing for the sisterhood. And at some point we kind of stop. And I think we're almost conditioned to be a little bit competitive as women. So I think for me, that would be the first thing I do, you know, at work, I see all the mother struggle. We kind of, you know, I try and <laughs> and make life easy for my colleague that's a mother. And, you know, we kind of help each other. And I think that's the best way to, you know, to, to find yourself a sponsor in a way that would speak good about you when you're not in the room. Um, you know, that that that's one of the main things I would say you should do <laughs> if you're in that position. It's so true. Women thrive in the best way possible when we work together don't we it's just it's so beautiful to see I think the boundaries are being pushed now like with Rihanna performing at the Super Bowl and um you know uh the Kardashians even after becoming a mother they're still posing in oh, their well, underwear mother that's prime minister you know New Zealand yes. prime minister and I think there's so much happening at the moment and we're in a really really good time for being a woman and I think the, the main thing is just continue moving forward and like Rihanna, be unapologetic about it because being a woman and being a mother is nothing to be ashamed of. You know, why would she say no to the Super Bowl just because she's got a belly? She went and performed incredibly and that wouldn't stop her. The only thing that can stop her is herself and her feeling ashamed of her absolute imposter syndrome which is actually what really is stopping women i think it's their own self stepping in front of them um and i think the key really is to remind each other to truly try and break that because um we could be our own worst enemy and rihanna has absolutely proved us all right and <laughs> oh, sorry proved us all wrong you know yeah, that she can <laughs> so unapologetic i love her <laughs> yeah me too me too so what would you say to anyone who's thinking i want to get back into the workplace I don't know how I've been out for so long. How do I get back in? What should be their first step? Joining one of the like Mumble or one of the forums? Is that the best way to get back in? I think it depends where do they want to go back in to what they were doing before or they're going back in to do a career change. Mm -hmm. I think that would be the first question. And then secondly, I would say... Um, Definitely get yourself a coach. I, I I have found enormous power in having somebody to give me guidance to get from point A to point B um, and to build up that confidence. Because I think at the end of the day, our performance in a work interview or even at work itself will be, will be also powered by our self-confidence. Um, and also don't hide the fact you're a mother. I would say highlight everything you've learned from that period where you weren't working and all the transferable skills that you learn from a non-working environment or working environment, because there are so many, you know, you are a psychologist, a time manager, a coach, you're so many things. So how come are we not really, you know, we're hiding this and then kind of seeing what we survive from our past, where we should actually, you know, really dig in into what we are doing, that it is working in our family and how that successfully can be transferred into the workplace. And to me, that's really respectable when people own it, you know, when they own things that any anybody else would think is embarrassing, when people own it, there's so much power there. And I think at work, ultimately, what you hire is also people's confidence that they can get the job done. You know, you look at the resume, but you also look at the people's face and, and you know, I, I trust when they tell me they can get it done. And at the end of the day, I, I truly believe that, when you want to get things done, give it to the busiest person in the room. And that often is apparent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know how to juggle. <laughs> that is... We are no time to waste. <laughs> so what was your main aim then um, with Mumble in the future? Where are you hoping it's going to go? Well, I, I truly want to develop more on our, on our side with corporate programmes, I want to develop more of the, the mentoring side. We're growing. We're in a growing stage at the moment in terms of getting more people in our team. But my aim is to go to other countries. And I think having the online platform like an app 
will truly kind of unleash that barrier of having things only happening in London, you know, but you can actually join an event live stream from Italy or from whatever you are in the world. Because I don't think motherhood's issues only happen in London. And I think there's many women out there with these same problems, perhaps looking for a community like this of women that would stand for each other and women looking for inspiration at the end of the day to really... To really, I think if you see it, you believe it, you can be it. And that's one of the most powerful things out there. And we, you know, we, you and I probably, we've been thinking about motherhood in such a different way because of what we've seen motherhood look like in the past. And I think what motherhood looks like, it's depending on you. There is this big motherhood label that we're put on, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, like a friend of mine, Laura Gassner, said, she said, build your own label. Do not take a motherhood label, but build your own label, what you think it should look like. And I think this is this generation of, you know, trailblazers and just almost unapologetic women that wants, want it all. So mm-hmm. we'll see where this generation will take us. But I am excited for the future. And I think hopefully with our online presence, we can reach more women. And that's our goal. Yeah. And can we have it all? Can we have it all? (laughs) If you have the right amount of wine and coffee, I think you can. (laughs) I think so too. I think so. I mean, you're certainly making it look like we can have it all, (laughs) you know, with your amazing business going forwards and, you know, it's, it's really great to see. I think inspiring women is just a wonderful thing to see. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> Join the movement to redefine motherhood because we, you know, what you're doing is part of it. You know, you're standing for yourself with your own podcast, doing your own direction. And I think that is taking power on your own hands. So you are literally also leading the way. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Um, and speaking of inspirations, obviously you being one of them. Um, and another, my inspiration happens to actually be my mum, who uh, was a single mum for a while and she had four girls on her own. And she decided to make a move from being a music teacher to becoming a lawyer. And she trained to be a lawyer from scratch. Uh, and, you know. I just got goosebumps. Wow. She's an incredible woman and she taught me a lot of strength. And, by seeing what you're doing and other women who inspire others as well, I think that's going to pave the way for the next generation. They're going to be inspired and they're going to think we can have it all because there are people out there already doing it. We can have it all because my mom did it, right? Mm, and there's yes. so much power in leading the way and leaving a legacy. And even if you only inspire your children, even if you manage to pass that message through to your generation, you know, I think that's the most beautiful thing about being a parent it's that your job is to to build a next generation, to build a legacy. And the beauty of it is that we are the product of our parents. And I, you know, my mom was also a working woman. And I always remember <laughs> that, that I was so proud of her because of that. And that feeling of proud truly inspires me when I work. And then my daughter sees me come from from work and there is no issue there. So, you know, there shouldn't be nothing stopping you, really, um, other than your own desire. If you do want to work, then go work. If you don't want to work, I take my hat off because it is almost harder to be a full-time mom, I must say. (laughs) Do you know what I think it is as well? In COVID, when I wasn't working, I was... (laughs) homeschooling two children and looking after a baby and it was just such a juggle it just felt and and alone it is really it is really really difficult and um you know we I I was reading an article the other day about Catherine you know now princess of uh, Wales and um how she was confessing or was saying that she really felt alone and isolated and you know somebody like her can even feel alone and isolated so there is I think motherhood is like a level, like a, it's like a, like a knife that it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, you know, you end up feeling such similar moments. She did a study about, uh, it's called the early years and it was beautiful. It was about the impact um, and how government should support more parenthood during the early years, zero to five, um, because those years 
we're going to determine the future of the nation because these are the people that are going to be the future adults when we're old and you know and um and why are we not supporting and why are we not doing about it so it was it was really fascinating to me because it was all the psychology aspect and how from the zero to five year gap you know really parents are the most important organism in society yet are meant to feel the less important Mm. and you know we are building literally the future we're racing the future so why are we not meant to feel as our job matters it's so important um so i do take my hat off to women that are full-time mothers because it is bloody hard i did it for two years and i yeah it's hard, but I think it's so important. So, um, and, it, and it's a nice and it's a nice reminder um, for women that are feeling low or are feeling like their life. Who are they? You know, you're you're a life shaper. So, mm. it's 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 about shifting the mindset and the way we perceive motherhood from a I negative so too. firing, right? Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, because I have a lot of friends who actually are full time mothers and. People say to them, oh, what do you, but what do you do? What else do you do? <laughs> you know? And they'll be sort of sitting there like, well, I look after my kids because it's full time. So, and they can sometimes, a couple of them have said to me, you know, I, I felt ashamed for not having worked as well, but I, they haven't ever felt like they wanted to work. They wanted to have their babies and they wanted to stay at home. Um, but then they, they say also that the, the system feels stacked up against them a little with that because people don't understand that that is a lot and that yes. that is so important that's what i'm trying to say right yes. it's the way people see mothers as this just caregivers with understanding that you are society shapers is exactly what i'm talking about rebranding the whole thing and i love <laughs> it, that it, because it, it's not you know what people perceive it is it is not and it is exactly what i used to do for my clients you know i would see a product and i would see a brand and i'm like your brand is not giving justice to your amazing product and then i became a mother and i'm like this thing motherhood is a load of work and whatever people are making me feel like are you just a mother i'm like no 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 no, no. we need to rebrand it so you know mumble kind of came as my ultimate project to rebrand what people would you know perceive of motherhood because i'm a frustrated brand strategist that <laughs> still working hard to, to redefine it but you know i'm excited that it's getting out there and people really are signing up for it because you know they really believe there is something there that our generation can and should move forward. That the definition and the way it works at the workforce and the way we move forward. So I think uh, we have a duty here, really, for the next generation. You know what? That has to be the quote of the the podcast: rebranding motherhood. That's exactly what you're doing. And I did read that. I think is that one of your anecdotes on your website I think I read that somewhere um but it's brilliant and I I really do I think it's been and the people on board as well um you posted someone recently who was saying that she she really treasures the moments with her kids but she just wanted to have uh, a a balance of work and children and, and it's that's what's worked for her and she enjoys that and she's just trying to make the best of it and that's all we're all trying to do isn't it we're trying to build these humans to be the best they can possibly be um and then trying to balance what we feel we need in our lives as well and as you said it's how you keep your cup full i think we're fighting nature in a way because when you become a mother there is a massive injection in your brain of hydrocortison, which is whole purpose is to make your brain focus on this whole tiny human and existence so it could survive. You know, so a long time ago, evolution has made you force your body to focus only on this other human being. And then there is your actual brain fighting that in a way, kind of reminding you, but hang on a minute, I also have a lie, but hang on a minute, what about, you know, so that there is this juggle that we all experience where, you know, you you feel the duty of having to zoom into your child and like, you know, this is my project now, but then there's also your own self, your own brain fighting that uh, and I think this is this is it. It's, I think it's been there always, um, but it was 
probably less accepted of people to even say it in the past, to even, you know, acknowledge it. And I think we're living in a way in, in an era where people are way more open about it. And not only that, they're succeeding of it. And not only that, they're actually leading the way into, you know, women wanting to to be mothers and wanting to also be something for themselves. Because, you know, kids do grow up and eventually you also want to be left with your own projects. And uh, and I think uh, it's important. It's important for, for your own self-esteem, for your own self-belief, that we all have our own projects, our own passion, whatever that is. It doesn't even have to be a business. Call it gardening, but you need something to find your balance again, mm. you know, and and that balance your children will always welcome. So if you don't have that, call it meditation, call it the office or call it a drink. If you don't have that, it's very, very likely you're going to burn out and therefore you're not going to be the best person and the best parent. So that's why we always advocate for find whatever makes you happy, whatever that is, whatever makes you excited away from your kids and keep that, you know, keep it in a pocket and try and balance from one from one side to the other. Um, and that's what we're trying to do, you know, tell women that it's okay, you know, mm. be apologetic, it's fine. <laughs> because uh, we're always told that it's not. And that's where we tell ourselves, and this is why women lose opportunities because women are almost used to to lay low. <laughs> have you ever had, if you don't mind me asking, have you ever had any experiences of someone not treating you right in the workplace before? I've had experience of perhaps people assuming I don't want to lead a project because I, I can't do it or I'm too busy or, oh, you you seem so busy doing this and that, so I assume you couldn't handle it because you're kids or whatever. So I've had that experience of, of actually in my face almost being told like, well, it was your choice to be a parent. So, you know, surely you can handle it. I'm like, does this excuse me? What do you mean? Like, it was my choice. Like, it was my choice to, like, be run by a car. Like, almost like it's something bad I've done. I've mm -hmm. just evolved. I just moved on with life. And I'm just trying to continue life as it is. And I just feel, yeah, that, that there is a little bit of have been, you know, of a fight back of perception of perhaps younger peers would think, you know, oh, this this mom coming and now we have to like slow down for her and then I go there and get it done and they're like oh I thought this was gonna take longer because you know you don't have time I'm like no I just don't have time to waste so <laughs> it's just the perception that really annoys me and then it, it makes me feel that we have to work harder to prove them wrong <laughs> so that's yeah. in a way I keep doing it but it, it feels like we have to do it because then their perception is there that you want to prove wrong so you know I think probably I cannot complain because I know women in the past had it hard, mm -hmm. much harder than we do, you know. There was a time where women weren't even allowed to work. And so I cannot complain. And I, I always see it as I accept it because I know I'm paving the way and I'm just, you know, hoping that the next generation, and as we move forward, you know, I think women hopefully will experience this less and less because we are as a generation moving forward, I definitely see there is something happening, you know, yeah. and there's a Me Too movement. There is just so much women not taking shit. <laughs> Part of French. And I think uh, we are living in an era where, where we're not taking it. And we we, we just have the, the right social media to actually make our voice louder. And I think that there is something happening in our generation that I'm excited to see really 10, 20 years time, what that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. I'm I like excited. the way you turn that around as well. Like it could be neg negative, but you're like, nope, I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> I can oh, work yeah. <laughs> Very stubborn. <laughs> it almost inspired, it's almost like a thing, you know, when somebody would expect you to fail, I'm, I almost like, I take that and it's my motivation to prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure a lot of people get at that will get that because um, it is the way. Yeah. Sadly, you, know, you a bit will of a rebel in you. A lot of people experience discrimination, not just being a mother or being whatever it is, right? So I, a lot of people would get that because you just want to prove people wrong for whatever they think you're lacking. Because mm. um, there's a lot of misconception out there. So there's a lot of you know re-education people need to do, but we are getting there, and that's part of our missions. 
at Bumble Forum. <laughs> you have massively inspired. I'm going to leave this conversation. Like, right, <laughs> what can I conquer next? <laughs> but um, who inspires you in your life? Who, who helped to make you who you are today? Well, I would actually have that in common with you, my my mother. I, I actually come from a family of very strong females, um, business owners themselves, and really unapologetic. And I never, ever actually felt any sort of discrimination growing up or ever felt that women couldn't achieve anything. I think growing up and perhaps moving countries or whatever, or just feeling... Um, Perhaps motherhood, it's been my one thing where I felt a little bit more put on a quarter, like, okay, you're just the mom, you know. But because I come from a family of very strong women, I just sort of, I'm like, I'm not going to take it. Let me prove you wrong. So I think there's enormous power in us as parents and, and the way we lead, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many times you tell your kids something, they are just going to do what you do. So we literally, you know, lead by example. So nobody told me this is this way and this is the other way. But I did, you know, had a very inspirational mother. And perhaps she was always telling me in the little ear, like, you know, you're going to go places. And I used to read that book from um, the, uh, what's it called? Um, you know, the cat and the hat. Anyway, the, oh, the, book- cat, the, the guy, um, oh, I love his books. Um, you'll go pl- the places you'll go. Oh, the places you'll go. Yes. yes. Um, I can't remember his name. I've got it upstairs, actually. I read yes. it to my kids. I used to read that. It's just my mom allowed me to dream. And Dr. she Zeus. Will- Sorry. Yes. Yes, yes, that's very American. Panama is very Americanized. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and, and, you know, I always had this idea that I wanted to make something out of myself because I want to make my mom proud of actually believing in me. And then I wanted to match that belief with actual results. So there's enormous power in telling your kids, I know you'll be places and like, yes, you can. And and just allow them to dream because effectively, you know, it, it, not in a pressure way, more of in a, in a happy way, you know, I wanted to therefore make it come true. And, uh, and find my path and find something where I could build something up. So um, I'm excited to see how that goes with my children. So wish me luck. But um, <laughs> um, the one thing I could say that having a boy and a girl, it's actually allowed me to, in a way, understand men more because it's really exciting to be in the journey of raising a boy. I definitely want him to, you know, see women as equal. I want him to be a, a complete gentleman. And it's amazing the power as parents that you have to actually, you know, put a human in this world and then build them to be an amazing supporter of of women. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so true. It's so true. Building a boy is a very big responsibility, isn't it? Um, for women, really, but um, and for men. <laughs> so. I think you're doing an amazing job by the sound of it. So thank you so much um, for joining me as well and taking the time to come on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.